There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, it's Ashley. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to let everyone know that this is the last episode in this season, series, whatever it has been. We've done 12 episodes so far. It's been brilliant to be back. I've had such a good time recording. Andrea has had such a good time recording. Our guests have all been just fantastic and just so lovely to interview and so interesting. But this is our last episode for this season. We will be back on Tuesday the 2nd of August which is in six weeks time. In the meantime Andrea and I are going to do some bonus episodes for Patreon so if you're interested I think we're gonna we're probably let's be honest gonna focus on things stemming from Love Island so if you're interested in that you can find me on Patreon at Ashling M. Keenan, or if you just Google my name and Patreon, I should pop up all going well. But thank you so much to every single person who's listened. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for getting us all the way up in the charts again. It really means the world. And I'm so glad that there's still an audience out there for private education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. So we're joined by Evan. Thank you so much for being here, Evan. No bother. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, we, Andrea and I, right? So we put out a, a, a request, I suppose, on the last or one of the last episodes of uh, Private Education to say that we wanted to speak to someone who had been to a sex party. And frankly, I didn't expect to get much of a response. And I had actually begun the process of asking the PRs for Killing Kittens. Could they put me in touch with someone? Um, and Killing Kittens, for anyone who doesn't know, is an organization basically who organized these kind of um, like fetish and BDSM and just, you know, sex parties, basically. And um, they organize them in the UK mostly, but I do actually think they have some here. But then Evan got in touch and our day was made. So um, talk to us, Evan, if you don't mind, about just briefly your own situation. Um, are you single? Are you with someone? What's your situation? And then how... Did you get into the scene of sex parties? So um, I suppose, uh, so yeah, no, I'm in a relationship for the past five years, um, completely like monogamous, myself and my partner, um, and that's fine. But we both, well, I suppose I've kind of forced him into exploring um, that kind of underworld of um, sex, I suppose, in a way. Um, and I suppose just start off, I suppose, the big difference between like it's sex parties and clubs, I think it's important to differentiate between the two. Um, you know, going to somebody's house for a sex party is basically an orgy. That's the way I look at it. Whereas if you go to an organized event club, that's kind of, I think, the more secure, um, it's more safe. Um, yeah, I just basically, that's the difference. So I think, you know, in a house, it's an orgy and in a club, it's a party. And that's where I differentiate. But when I went to London, I suppose um, I studied there. And it's actually before I kind of came out fully. Um, and I was seeing this girl at the time. And uh, she actually had quite a dark side. 
and that's when she introduced me to the whole killing kittens actually was the first um time I had heard of it now I actually didn't go because I got cold feet but um I suppose she just introduced me to kind of maybe fetish um uh role playing um bondage SM chains of lips excitement kind of a thing so um I suppose that was my first introduction and then all that ended <laughs> um but the interest still stayed with me so I suppose that's how I really got into it first yeah and tell me describe to me the first one you went to whether it was a I'm, pre- I'm presuming it was a, an organized event rather than in someone's home yeah yeah like like I just I'm I'm trying to picture walking into something like that for the first time and how much of a new experience that must be and how how kind of intimidating it must feel so how describe the scene like talk to me about the, the minute you walked in so I suppose um the minute you walked into the first event um you kind of knew I knew what I was going to um me and a few friends and um but we weren't exactly like we knew okay it was a fetish party club nightclub event big djs of big names on there um and there always are um so we went there dressed in jeans and runners and uh t-shirt really casual as you would go out on a night out in galway or dublin court and then um i remember just being greeted by this uh, man man i think in a gimp suit completely dressed top toe and taking the admission fee and suddenly I was like, okay, this is the kind of place we're in now. And I was like, I was I don't think I was fully expecting what I saw. So we were guided into these changing rooms. You weren't allowed in in what we were wearing in our jeans or our runners. So you had to go and get changed. So we were like, what are we going to get changed into? So we saw these two guys and they were just going around in their jeans, but their t-shirts were off. So we we're like, Grant, we'll do that. So <laughs> off with the t-shirts into the cloakroom and um yeah there was a girl with us as well at the time and you know she was just going around in her bra and that was fine and like it seems to all kind of fine upstairs but really arty and I think that's what really struck me it was like more about people I realized quickly actually it wasn't all about just sex and people going there for sex and like we weren't there for that at the time either I suppose um I suppose curiosity built path there and um people were just expressing their sexualities really through dress through art it was like a big costume halloween party really is what i can remember and it was all quite tame upstairs um you know just very casual and um but then it was kind of once you delved deeper and started exploring the the club even further that's when kind of the darker elements of it came to light that is that that sounds like just a whole other world completely and you mentioned Evan on the way in that you came in in like kind of like the clothes you'd wear on a night out yeah I I think anyone would because you think okay I'm going to a party I'm going to dress up you know and then you were met with no and you're not wearing that in here um so I'm just wondering are there any other rules or any other do's and don'ts for these events like what what do you need to consider yeah so majority of them have like strict code conduct and etiquette um that you have to adhere by and like it's strictly no tolerance for anything that isn't laid out in their guidelines so um like for example if you were to arrive up in um like an army uniform a nurse's uniform anything like civil servant you're not granted admission to most um clubs um so they really want you to express like okay it's fine to arrive up in your pvcs and your leather and your harnesses that's all fine but 
um, like, no, there's no um, like army civil servant um, kind of uniforms. Now you could go with like how we mentioned our jeans. Now some clubs won't accept that. Um, we okay. were just lucky that they were accepting it on the night and some have actually themed nights. So our, the one we went to wasn't a themed night at the time. It was just kind of a basic free-for-all. Um, so I think they were probably more lenient with us that time. But um, but generally, yeah, there's like strict costume dress, you know, there's strict way of dressing there. What? So when you say, like, what was your intention, if you don't mind me asking, when you were going there? Like, as in, sure, you, you weren't, you didn't know what to expect, but did you go there with the intention of, okay, like I may have sex with multiple people tonight? Like, is that, what did that cross no. your mind? Okay. No, no, I was quite strict on that, actually. I was like, no. I suppose because we've been talking about it as friends for so long and stuff like that. So we decided, OK, um, let's just go and see what happens. But I knew in the back of my head it wasn't going to happen sex there and then. And that, you know, I was going there to just have a look, see what was going on. What were other people doing? Um, and that was kind of my main reason for going. And again, it was all curiosity, really. And it was like, oh, we'll go for the crack. And look, if we don't like it, we can leave. Turned and, out we didn't. Be. <laughs> and and what were other people doing? Like you know, we were saying upstairs was all kind of arty and casual. When you went downstairs, what was going on? What did you see? Yeah. So well, I suppose upstairs it was. It was like a little bit more softer. There was like we did see one sex act upstairs. Um, we were just sitting down having a drink. Went to the bartender and like she's just wearing like insulation tape across her nipples and nothing else. Like just bare runners, but nothing else. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> um, we sat down. We we're like, you know, having these casual conversations. And then we look across the room and you know, there's these two guys kissing each other and like a girl giving one of the guys like a rim job. And I was like, oh my God, this is just up here. And everyone's just casual having drinks, like it's not happening. So um, then we were like, okay, we'll go explore a little bit. So um, I remember actually needing to go to the toilet at the time. And I actually had to ask the person, I was like, where is the bathrooms in here? And she was like, oh, downstairs. I was like, oh God, there's a downstairs. I was like, if things, if this, what's happening up here? What's happening down there? So anyways, I was like, I'm not going alone. So anyways, we all went down anyway. And it's kind of like these little alcoves. It seemed like a cave there was toilets and like there's no personal space really well there was actually people are really I suppose they're respectful really of you because there's no tolerance for anything that's non-consensual um but you know like you're kind of going to the toilet and people are like looking at you and um or else they're like inviting you into a cubicle if that's what you were there for or whatever so um, I ended up having to wait until like actually I was waiting my people because I wasn't able to pee when there was so many people looking at me. So <laughs> I was like, oh God. So I waited for um, a cubicle and like two guys came out of the cubicle. So I was like, okay, went in. That was all well and good. Came out and I was like, lads, you have no idea what I've just experienced in there. So anyways, we went out and then we went down, like followed the corridor down and it opened up into this massive room and that there was like an orgy going on and there was everything so like um remember on the left there was like a man um in a cage um just being like completely kind of dominated and humiliated um I was like like it was really breathtaking or something it was like yeah it was really overwhelming I think and then you know it's kind of like four single beds and there was you know people having sex on those and then there's just people standing around watching and um anything from kind of uh like I suppose a cross that people are tied to and like a lot of it isn't well I suppose it is all sexual but like yeah you just kind of get all walks of life and I was just absolutely amazed at 
everybody's just so nonchalant here and like nobody's paying any heat like if you want to get involved you can if you don't want to get involved that's grand too um yeah it was really interesting so that's kind of what I noted yeah that was my first experience of it well <laughs> that yeah, knowing like, <laughs> your mind and especially it's so funny as you're like you go downstairs and it's downstairs where it all kind of gets that little bit more intense um yeah. you, you went you said you went with friends so like me and Ashling are really good friends but I don't know how I would broach that I don't know h- how did you decide like how did how did you how did you and your friends decide that this is what you wanted to do how did that conversation happen like how did you know that you had a, a group that was you know open to that so I suppose I went back to like they were my college friends and um I suppose it was the girl I was seeing at the time I suppose that like so I was telling my friends I was like oh my god she into all this crazy shit so um they were like so we we're all talking about it and we we're like god will we go and we'll check it out so we did and kind of that's how we went like that's we we're like we we're really open-minded and we could talk about anything and like again we weren't out shopping for costumes and like we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into really is the point line there we didn't know what to expect so <laughs> I think that's why we just kind of fell into it obliviously you know well you know when you were saying there's like an etiquette and there's there's rules and safety and um no tolerance for anything non-consensual etc obviously that's incredibly important before you went or you know like did you have to sign um I, I was kind of wondering about privacy as well like did you have to sign anything to be like I will uh you know go by the guidelines and I won't divulge anyone's identity that I see there you know like okay. how do people feel comfortable to go there uh, knowing that they might run into someone from work who all of a sudden knows that they were in a cage at the weekend being dominated <laughs> so I uh, no, you don't have to sign anything and um, you go in but they're strictly like so your phones are taken um they're put into a locker um so that like completely um, I suppose eliminates um, any kind of exposure of anybody that's in there and I think as well like you know okay if I'm in there and then I see my boss in there you know and you know yeah. you're going to respect that you know yeah. you're not yeah. going to be like well I saw my boss because they're much well I saw F you know and yeah. um, so I think there's that mutual respect like unspoken mutual respect that everyone has in there and I think it's down to like just being open-minded, just non-judgmental of it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to remember as well that there's always staff and there's always security around and it's constantly monitored. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's it's quite safe. And then I go back to like if you were to have these orgy parties in your house, it's private, you know, there's no safety. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nobody monitoring that. There's nobody there to say, well, no, you can't record me or, you know, you know there's none of that so have you experienced that have you been to a non-official organized sex party event no but I have been invited to them like through kind of dating apps and stuff like that but it's just something that didn't appeal to me because um then I have friends that have worked in sexual health and you hear these horror stories that have kind of gone on there but no it's you just don't know what's kind of going to happen there and I suppose you know like the chances of like rates very high there the chances of like STD transmission hepatitis any kind of blood borne diseases um HIV they're quite like significantly higher because if you go to these sex fetish clubs you know there's constantly like bowls of lube and bowls of condoms all around the place and you know there are a lot of these sex parties I think they have a lot of like there's a lot of unprotected sex there and if you go in and say you're one of 10 in there and everybody's having unprotected sex. Like, are you going to be the one to man up and say, well, actually, I want to wear the condom? Yeah, and then yeah. they can to 
you know, are they going to tell you to like, okay, well go home or, or worse. Yeah. So, you know, no, that never really appealed to me. And then again, like you're dealing with like a lot of these places have, you know, they're dealing with drugs and I'm not saying there isn't drugs in these, in the sex and fetish clubs. There are, but there's, you know, you come across, I suppose your likes of like your MDMAs and all that, but you're not going to have your de- injectables, you know, and that's the yeah. difference. Well, so I think you just have to be really conscious and just to be really responsible. So no, I wouldn't be into the kind of orgy at home parties okay. at all. Um, I just wonder because I know you were talking about the this was kind of the London scene. What's what's the scene like here? What's it like in in Ireland? So I've I don't dabble in Ireland at all, really. Okay. Yeah, I prefer, I just don't. Um, and like again, again, I suppose as I said, it's after my partner in a monogamous relationship, and I suppose we do go like you know we've been to Kit Kat in Berlin and we've been to clubs in Hungary and um stuff like that so really I think it's kind of since I've kind of fallen into this relationship as well it's kind of like this thing kind of do away from home rather than what we do at at home like Ah. we don't yeah yeah so really I suppose I've just had no interest in the Irish scene I do know there are um and then there's like you know there's bath houses there's gay saunas um and all that in Ireland um but again not something I would frequent here in terms of like sexual orientation like how does that work like say okay so you're a gay man I'm a straight woman like if I was to attend and you were to attend like is it just a sexual free-for-all or is there you know are there ones specifically for straight people are there ones specifically for people who have a preference one way do you know what I mean like what's the when you go who's there like and and how do you know the the way I look at it is kind of a lot of people that go there are kind of like maybe queer Mm -hmm. um in a sense like really expressing that kind of um that that other side to them and you can be straight and queer you know um in a sense so um but it really doesn't make a difference it'd be different if you were going to like a a a strictly gay club and then yeah okay you're going to everybody in there is going to be of the lgbt kind of community um but there are mainstream clubs out there that you know and there are some gay clubs actually out there like kick Cash will say in berlin they have gay nights they have straight nights you know they amalgamate and it's whatever's advertised um and i think that's what draws you so yeah, I wouldn't be worried going as a straight woman to a gay club either, because that does happen, or even a straight man to, to one of these places. Mm-hmm. I think they're great in, yeah, I do think they're a really good thing to do for even married couples, and I think people that aren't able to talk about sex. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. At home, and um, maybe that they're not happy with their sex lives, or maybe 
I don't know if they get a bit bored um, and they're afraid to talk about it, but to bite the bullet and go to one of these places and be like, okay, well, I might like that or that looks nice or that'll look good on you. Or, and I think it kind of opens yeah. up really amongst, amongst the relationship as well. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, you don't have to do anything. You mentioned going to Kick Out in Berlin with your partner. Yeah. Um, how, how do you, do you have like, do you go in there with ground rules? Do you know what I mean? Do you go in there and do you say, like, do you have a conversation between, and I know you said you're like a monogamous, monogamous sorry, relationship. Yeah. So do you go in there and are you like, okay, we're going in for this reason. That's the line. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Or is it kind of just a little bit freer? I suppose it's like, like we're very trusting of one another, you know, um, like we're fully faithful in our relationship and, you know, that's great. And we're not, we don't want an open relationship and um and that's fine and there are ground rules um the other thing as well i suppose is like um we know not to be jealous as well because that can happen because you know we could be even just drinking at a bar and somebody might come along and start chatting him up or start chatting me up you know but at the end of the day we know we're going home with another and you know let them chat away you know because we both know we're going we're not going anywhere we're stuck by one another side it's nice to get chatted up, like you know, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> so, well, at the end of the day, you know, okay, well, this is my prize, and I'm going home with them, nobody else is. Genuinely, if it meant I would get chatted up by a stranger, I may well go to that because, like, <laughs> it's the nicest thing. Like, it genuinely is. It's the nicest it's, thing ever, and it's been donkey's years since anyone chatted up, like, chatted me up, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that sounds that sounds exhilarating. Even just that, how tame am I? And talk to me about the cost of these things. So, like, is there is there cost involved? Do you have to pay in? Do you have like, is it like a, a club charge, or what is what is the situation there? It's more expensive. Like, so you'd be paying like forty fifty euros into into a club. Really, it doesn't matter really where. Um, some places like Torture Garden would say in London, um, they have you know you pay your ticket. And you have to arrive by a certain time and then you're charged £10 extra after a certain time as a fine for being late. Oh, oh that's yeah. interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I think I suppose they just kind of want everybody there and then and to have good, good fun. And um, like because within the event, there's loads of different other events going on. So like sometimes you have like runway shows going on with and they're dressed up in like, again, I suppose, kinky outfits but like they're done by like really good designers well-known designers across Europe you know and they're putting on these shows and you know so you be there for that or you know there's a DJ there and you're there for that you know it's you don't yeah. have to go into the basement or you don't have to go I think it's all about being there and just experiencing the vibes with everybody else and just being non-judgmental allowing your creative side flow and if you go into any of their Instagram pages you know You'll see what I mean by um, just being just the costumes. It's like the Halloween party at the end of the day. And people get a buzz off that. And again, just getting ready for that and dressing up for that is 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 really fun. You know, when you and your partner have gone to these together, have you had sex at them with your partner or have you just been observers or what's like like as in what do you, like sexually? What do you get out of it? Because I'm sure if I went to one like there's certain things that I would like to observe there's certain things that I you know would would be drawn to what was kind of you know sexually what did you guys get out of it like anybody else you're going to be kind of shifting or whatever um you know maybe and the thing is you do get turned on by it strangely enough and you might not think that you do but you would um and then but that's something you can take with you home a lot of the time you know there are people out there like 
us personally, um, like we're not against it, but like I remember there was a time when we were kissing and um, like a guy came up and like more or less inviting himself in for like a kind of like a three-way kind of a kiss thing. But like we were like, no, sorry, you know, and they were like almost apologetic. <laughs> they were like, oh, so sorry, you know, and like and I think it's just, yeah, it kind of like calms the nerves. So at least, you know, if you are getting involved in sexual acts and you do want it again to stay monogamous, people are going to be respectful of that. They are going to watch you, but they won't get involved. Just the nature of it. What I'm imagining is it sounds like there's a lot going on. So and and you just described there in a situation where someone came over and was like, eh? And then these were like, no, but is it like that? Do people, is it body language? Do people, or do they actually explicitly ask? Because I know you said consent is a really big thing, but I'm just wondering in the heat of the moment or what seems to be a really charged atmosphere where people are, you know, there's yeah. different acts going on, people are watching. Is it a case of you you kind of approach and then it's like, no, or, you know, what I'm how's that handled? You know, I suppose some people would throw kind of, you know, the, the side eye or... Yeah. Um, and then actually a lot of the time it's the, it's the, maybe the couple or the trio or the, or the, you know, whoever's having sex there or engaging in those activities, you know, they're the ones actually to invite the observers in actually a lot of the time, yeah. rather than the observers just being like, oh, I'll join in here. So actually it's kind of the etiquette, like, you know, stay where you are until you're invited. Um, yeah, which again is nice. It, is, it, it's, it actually yeah. sounds really respectful um and yeah. when, the, when the person came up to you and was like yeah can I kiss you guys like w- they obviously didn't wait for an invite was that because it was just a kiss rather than you know full sex or was that just had you been giving someone the side eye yourself and inviting someone in or how did that kind of happen I don't know I suppose I think you know it could be anything it could be down to somebody being new um there as well you know like you, you don't know who's in these places yeah. so did they know the full etiquette of it I don't know I, I I don't know that but um I don't know I suppose you know they might have just been like oh look at those two hotties over there what kind of would you have any advice for someone who like would is considering going to one for the first time and isn't sure what like that what the kind of what the rules are who who can you approach who can't you approach like you know are you allowed to just strip down and start riding in the middle of the bar like what advice would you have for someone who's a first timer who might just not know um how to behave I guess when they're there I think I'd say um first things don't go alone I think is the first thing and I know that kind of sounds like I'm contradicting the whole safety element to to these places but I think actually you're just more comfortable going with somebody else and the person you're going with you're going to have to be really really trusting of and you know you're going to see things together see parts of each other maybe that um you know that you wouldn't see yeah. uh, normally and um so I think that keep an open mind I think is another um really important tip to make and also it's really hard to explain but it's like everything just falls in you kind of learn it as you venture through through the club um and it, you, you get the vibe, you know, and you, you do feel the safety and you do see authority there um, as far as you do see the security. So, you know, let all your prejudices and um, like, let them go and forget everything you've ever heard and all the horror stories about them. Um, and I think you just have to go for yourself. But yeah, um, just to be prepared as well, I suppose. 
um, for what you're going to see. And there are going to be things that you don't want to see, you know, and they're going to be there. And it's just, you can remove yourself from that environment, you know? And if you don't like it, if you do find it sleazy, you know, go back upstairs, have a drink. There's like a big DJ going on or, you know, have a dance and, you know, you can revisit it later. But I think you have to remember as well that, you know, if you do feel concerned, there's stuff there to help you. And like that, if you do initially find it sleazy or find it, you find yourself uncomfortable, like you said, there's more to do there than just like watch sex happen. You know, there's there's more there. Um, and to, that's a really good advice to kind of take it handy and just um, ease yourself in, I suppose, to the experience. Evan, I'm, I could literally talk to you for hours more about this. I would like to know every single sex act that you witnessed, but I won't. <laughs> I won't keep it for the rest of the day. I'll be here for hours. <laughs> like, I'm just so, I, that's, that, I'm convinced that's why I have podcasts because I'm so nosy and I just, yep. it's, it's basically a vehicle for me to get people to talk to me about things they wouldn't otherwise. So, um, Andrea and I both are very appreciative of your time today and thank you so much for coming on. No bother. Thanks for having me. So, Andrea, tell me, did speaking to Evan make you want to go to a sex party? Yes, it did. Yes, it (laughs) does. I mean, it it just, first of all, it sounds so much fun. Uh, Second of all, it sounds really safe, which was something that would would be a concern of mine. And then... It sounds very much like, like I kind of thought maybe if I went to one, I would feel under pressure to take part, but it didn't sound like there was any pressure to be had. That's it. Not at all. I feel like it's something that you could definitely kind of ease your way into. So you could go and just hang out by the bar and kind of the place where it's a little bit more, you know, music focused and drinks focused and then slowly but surely make your way down into you know the deeper deeper levels so to speak it's very yeah that's very metaphorical isn't it the fact that like the the dirty stuff happens downstairs like it just it 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 fits really fits um yeah so was there anything that Evan said that kind of intrigued you or made you go oh I didn't realize that like when he said about that like the clothes that he went in weren't acceptable for the sex party I was like interesting I would never have I would never have thought no. you'd change clothes. That's that's the thing. I never would have thought you'd change clothes, but I also would completely have thought that I would have gone dressed as I'd gone for a night out because like yeah. that's how you get dressed up, or that's how I get dressed up anyway, when I'm when I'm going somewhere. And yeah, that was just fascinating to be like, no, no, that's not no, no. That's, but I know. guess I guess that was the type of party that he was going to. Like the impression I got was the party that he was going to or the the organized event I should say that he was going to because he was very specific about the differentiation between um a sex party that's organized in someone's home versus yeah. an actual you know event um so the one I the, the impression I got from the one he said he had gone to or the ones he had gone to was that it was kind of a you know fetish BDSM like leather you know PVC like sex toys whips that sort of thing it was like kind of a bit more fetishy driven than just like let's all get together and have a drink and then everyone bone yeah de- de- definitely that that does yeah that did sound like how <laughs> it was um but just other bits involved like the etiquette and the I just loved how respectful it sounded everybody was and yeah the 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 sexual and personal safety that's taken into consideration when people yeah. go through those doors and yeah I love the punctuality I love the punctuality oh my god they're all the punctuality yeah, yeah, be there on time. And if you're late, you're going to charge it. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I, I totally. Late fees. Like late. I, I, I say bring in late fees for more stuff, frankly. Um, yeah. So I found it really interesting. I would, it would make me, I think it would make me consider. Now, obviously, this is something that you would have to discuss with your partner, and I would have to discuss with my husband before I could make a decision like that because it is obviously very a very intimate thing but like it would make me consider going to one to experience it as in not to maybe take part but definitely to just you know see see what happens see what it's like see who's there um and it because it, it does sound a lot more respectful like even when you when Evan was saying about you know him and his partner were kissing at the bar or whatever and someone came up and approach them to try and you know get muscle in on the kiss I suppose and then when they were like oh no no no, no thank you they, that the, the person was like oh yeah no bother absolutely you know that kind of sounds like it kind of sounds nice like as in I previously probably would have thought that a person might have been a bit put out that you weren't willing to take part or that you weren't <laughs> willing to let them get in on your action you know mm-hmm. definitely no that, that that's the thing for me that just that it takes it takes the pressure and it takes the pressure out of it but it also fills you with a bit of a sense of like you know safety really do you know yeah. and co- the comfort the comfort yeah. that you'd feel knowing that no means no yeah yeah totally no means no is an important thing to to you know especially in, a, in an environment where like that where uh, you know a lot of people would assume that the bottom line is lets everyone you know have sex or you know kiss yeah. or you know give each other rim jobs like that girl you know yeah <laughs> giving a giving a rim job well up on level one I mean up on level one a rim job on level one strikes me as a I, I mean I wouldn't be expecting a rim job on level one I would be expecting rim jobs downstairs I yeah. mean I don't I obviously literally that's where rim jobs happen but I mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that I mean it like I just can't imagine myself I'm trying to picture myself in a bar that I've been in like so a Mac cafe on Sen I'm standing at the bar and I turn around and there's two men kissing and one girl in the other in one of the men's bum holes you know that's I mean that's that's startling to say the least and the fact that that was just right there um indicates to me what must have been going on um elsewhere in the club yeah but like as Evan said you can kind of you don't have to look at everything. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a, yeah. you have I to mean, go. I, I think I'd struggle to look away from that. <laughs> yeah, no, true. But I mean, if you felt deeply uncomfortable by something or it didn't, yes, it didn't yeah, sit well with yeah, you, yeah. you know, I, or it, no, I know, you know, it was something jarring. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, no, I'm joking. No, I get, no, I get it. But also like, you kind of, like you go in being a little bit intrigued to be like, mm. what, what, where, what are other people doing? And, yeah. you know, what are they up to? I'd like yeah. to know. Yeah, I will. I would like I, to know. I would so like to know. What I'm, I'm going to do is um, we may organize our membership to. I'm going to try try get a suppressed membership. No, what I was going to say was that maybe because this is um, the season is coming to an end. Sad face. So what I was going to try and do for next season maybe is get someone on from that club, Killing Kittens, or that organization, Killing Kittens, which yeah. Um, basically they have yeah they have organized sex events so I'm gonna maybe try get someone on to talk about you know how they work and what their rules are and all that kind of thing because I'm really really interested I have to say um in all things sex party having spoken to Evan 
now. Um, so yeah. Oh, 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 can I suggest that we do a private education field trip? A private education field trip to a sex party? Yeah. All right. Now we probably DM need me someone if you want to come with us. We probably, we pro- what? I said DM me if you want to come with us. Yeah. Come on. Well, as Evan said, probably that probably just from his description of like no recording or nothing, maybe we could go to one of the venues pre-party and discuss stuff with somebody. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to there. I'm just trying to get I mean, us there. But look, I mean, there's no law against talking about what you saw. So while we, mo- we won't be able to bring our phones, we can bring our eyes and ears, you know. Um, Fair. We, we, I probably won't be bringing my mouth or any other orifices, but, you know, <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring my eyes and my ears. Um, oh, <laughs> so with that, me talking about my orifices, I will wrap things up. And until next time, from Andrea and I, stay safe. Have fun. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.